From the center of the United States of America, this is Real Ghost Stories Online. I am your host, Tony Bursky. Thank you for joining us. At the time of its taping, this taping of the show, we're just uh, exiting the the spooky season, the Halloween season of 2013. But hey, that does not mean that ghost stories come to an end. We're going to keep this up all year long. We got some really exciting interviews planned uh, for uh, around Christmas time, maybe even a little bit after. We'll see how it all pans out. Uh, Christopher Quarantino has agreed to join us on the show. You may also know him as Christopher Lutz. He was the stepchild of George Lutz, the son of Kathy Lutz. Uh, And uh, he's been uh, out there recently explaining his side of the story uh, and uh, telling people what uh, what really went down, according to him, uh, in that house at 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville. So very much looking forward to hearing his side of the story. Uh, On an earlier show, we talked uh, with the filmmaker behind the uh, movie My Amityville Horror, who sat down, he sat down with uh, Daniel Lutz, his brother. Uh, to hear his side of the story. And there's a lot of interesting uh, things that have come out of that. It's almost a whole new chapter that has been opened in the Amityville Horror case. I think a lot of us were surprised by that fact because it seemed that uh, after George had passed and Kathy had passed that I think a lot of us thought, well, this uh, this story is, is where it is and what it is. And it's uh, you know it, it's it's going to be left to the ages, but uh, now with uh, these children speaking out, and they're they're not children anymore. I should I should specify they are adults, obviously. Um, it's uh, it's opening up a whole other chapter and a whole other uh, very interesting uh, set of evidence to the whole Amityville horror case. Uh, and anyone who says that it is a hoax, oh, I I caution you before you say that, uh, because there is a lot more to the story. Uh, than just one side. So uh, be very interested uh, and very interesting when we have uh, Christopher on the show uh, in the coming weeks. So excited about that. Today, we have more ghost stories, more real ghost stories from you guys. We're going to do some more calls, some more listener ghost stories. And of course, if you have one you'd love to share with us, please do email us. You can uh, send it to us. Go to our website at realghoststoriesonline.com. And, of course, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube to not miss any of our upcoming shows. So with all of that said, let's go to our first call with Real Ghost Stories Online. Hi, you're on the air. All right. I was about four years old, and me and my brother and my sister had to feed our next-door neighbor's rabbit. Mm -hmm. And we walked into the backyard, and it was this time of year, so it was fall. And they had a pool, and the cover was on the pool. And my brother and my sister, who are older than me, went to go feed the rabbits, and I wandered into the pool area. Uh Well, I started jumping up and down in the diving board, and I jumped off onto the pool cover. Uh And, you know, in most cases, it's supposed to completely enclose you and all of that junk. Anyway, I get home later after my mom has, you know, had a small heart attack, and she's brushing my hair, and she's talking to me, and she kind of just asked me, she was like, Chrissy, how did you get out of the pool? And I looked at her dead in the eye when I was four years old, and I told her, Mommy, the ladies in the white dresses picked me up. Really? Yeah. Now, do you remember this at all? I remember jumping off onto the pool, Uh and that's about it. You don't remember being picked up other than what you had had told your mother? No, that's just what I told my mom. 
Wow. So when you jumped onto the uh, the the pool cover, I'm assuming that you got stuck, like the, the pool cover failed. Is that right? Exactly, yeah. And so you went into the water. I was in the water, and I was soaking wet when I came out. Mm-hmm. And that's why they were all really confused about how I got out, because at that age, I didn't know how to swim. Sure. So, 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 son, so when your brothers and sisters found you, you were already out of the pool. I was already out of the pool when they came around the corner, yeah. Oh, wow. Lots of different types of ghosts out there. You know, and that may not have been, I guess, what you traditionally call a ghost. Maybe that was more so in the realm of a good ghost or an angel or something of that nature. If uh, you want to read a good book about um, uh, the realm of the supernatural and the various levels of it as interpreted by mere mortals, uh, check out uh, Demonologist. It's, it's new. It's out. It's about the story of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, and all of their uh, their hauntings that they've investigated over the years and their storied career. It is good. Um, but it really puts into perspective what, what Anne and Lorraine had, uh, had has learned over the years investigating these cases, uh, and that not all ghosts, quote-unquote, are created equal. Um, and the various types of them, levels, um, and, and where they may actually be from, very, very good read. Let's go to another call. Hi, you're on the air. We were in South Bend, Indiana, and we'd gone through the Studebaker Museum, mm-hmm. and we went to the Studebaker Mansion to eat supper. I went to the bathroom after we got through eating, and I was the only one in the bathroom, and I was having a little trouble getting out of the stall. We were on a bus trip, uh-huh. so I was trying to push the door open, and I couldn't get it open. And this white hand reached in around the, the door and helped me push it open, so I thought it was one of the girls on our trip. So I got out and I said, thank you. And I looked around and there was nobody there. So when you initially saw this, you thought nothing of it. It was just no, plain thought, as day. It's a yeah, helpful yeah, person. Yeah, helpful lady. And there was no one there. And so I told the waiter as they came out the door, I said, you're not going to believe what happened. And uh-huh. I told him the story. And he said, oh, I believe you. That happens all the time here. <laughs> helpful ghosts. Helpful ghosts. What a vulnerable point to have something like that happen to you. <laughs> I don't think I can think of much uh, more of a vulnerable situation that, that one could be in to have uh, an interaction with a ghost. Uh, spare a square, Mr. Casper? Thank you. Let's go to another call. Hi, you are on the air. Uh, me and my sister, back when we were younger, were having a pillow fight in our bed, and it was probably 10 o'clock at night where we should have been asleep. Mm-hmm. She threw my pillow off, I threw her pillow off, and we both leaned over to get them, and under the bed was this glowing from head to about mid-chest figure of laying down. And we could tell it was our grandpa, just from the nose. And, I mean, it was just a glow. Yeah. And we both we both jumped up and grabbed each other and said, did you see that? And she said, what did you see? And I said, what did you see? And we both said grandpa at the same time. And then, being that we were kids, ever since that, we would run and jump on the bed because we were scared. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most we, kids just think they're seeing things under the bed. You actually did. We actually did, and my mom kind of calmed us down and told us it was Grandpa watching over us. That was his bedroom set and his bed, and maybe he was watching out for us. Something that will always stick in my mind. You want to hope that was Grandpa, anyway. Something uh, very interesting I was learning in that book, uh, Demonologist, uh, the one about Anna Lorraine Warren, is how sometimes uh, demonic spirits or things that have never walked the earth can take the form of virtually anything they want, um, including those of loved ones, to trick you into 
opening up or, or believing that it's uh, safe to interact with them and open that door. Uh, very interesting uh, read. I know I keep talking about that book, but I'm, in it. I'm very much into it right now. The audiobook also available if you're an audiobook person, which you probably are because you're listening to our show. Uh, it's, it is worth checking out, and I'm not getting paid to say that. It's just, you know, if you're into this topic, that's a, a good read. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, and our videos, just go to uh, YouTube and press the subscribe button and you won't miss any of them. You'll get updates uh, as we put new shows out from realghoststoriesonline.com. You can also find, of course, more shows there at realghoststoriesonline.com. Another caller, yes, you are on the air. Let's hear your story. Yes, I got a ghost story. Yes. Uh, we got a house that's up here in Kingman and my, uh, my friend used to live at it and they tore the house down, but they didn't do nothing with the basement, so they built another house on top of it. Uh-huh. And my husband was in there, and he swears he saw a girl in a wedding dress go across the uh, back porch. And we talked to a friend, and he said every time he goes in the basement, every time he has anything but oldie station on, that it'll go right back to the oldie station. <laughs> really? And then um, they, in the middle of the night, they, they started hearing some people talking in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And he was in the uh, living room. We was watching Unsolved Mysteries. We saw that uh, lady again. We took off running, and we never been back in that house again. And my friend said in the middle of the night, he her husband was gone, and she, she, she swears she saw two, uh, a lady and a little girl running around in that house. And they, they moved. Do they, so they moved from that. Is anyone living in the house anymore? No, it's still vacant, but it's, it's empty, but it's still there. Sounds like the perfect place to um, have a little sleepover. <laughs> Let's go to another call. Hi, you're on Real Ghost Stories Online. Me and my grandpa were sitting up at about 2 a.m., Mm-hmm. We were sitting there just talking, watching TV, and then all of a sudden, I noticed at first, I saw this orb floating across the room, and it went down and floated and went underneath this door. I looked at my grandpa, and I was like, because I thought I was tripping. I looked at my grandpa, he saw it too. An it orb, you say? An orb. It was a white orb. Yeah, that's interesting, because a lot of times, those, those only show up on film. It's interesting that you saw it in, in, in person. person. And yeah. it was my grandpa saw it too, so it wasn't like I was seeing things. Sure. He saw it too. It was crazy. But yeah, that's, I, I moved out right after that, so I never saw anything else. But Any suspicions as to what it was from or who it might have been? He thought it might be his grandpa okay. or his grandma, one of the two. He wasn't sure. Why did he suspect them? Because he often gets the feeling, like I get the feeling all the time I'm being watched, and he often gets that feeling as well. Hmm. And he felt, he felt, he felt safe. I guess sure. neither of us felt like we were threatened when it went through the room. We both were just like, oh, that's strange. Mm-hmm. It wasn't one of those, oh, I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Interesting. Thank you for the call. Yep. All right, let's go to another call. Hi, you are on Real Ghost Stories Online. I sold my house because I would be in bed at night, and I, I would be just barely awake, but I could feel somebody sitting at the side of my bed, and I could hear them brushing up against my comforter, and then the, I could feel them sitting down on the bed. Well, I don't sleep in that bedroom anymore. I sleep in the living room, okay. and I'm just waiting for my house to close. But now, this has happened to me at other places that I've lived. So it may be something that it's not necessarily the house. It may be you. 
Yeah. Now that's pretty weird, now, I think. Now with that being the case, do you do you really think that by moving to a new home that this is going to stop if you said this has happened at other homes? I don't care. I'm moving out of this house. I, did I, it just, did it increase at this house? Yeah, because I live alone. Okay. And um I think if maybe I move to a, to an apartment place, mm-hmm. maybe with other people and other noises being around, yeah. maybe it will, will stop, I hope. Let me ask you this, did you have to disclose this? when selling the house? No. No. <laughs> Would you if someone asked you, is your house No. Old? No. All right. But I catch myself singing, Jesus loves me. Yeah. I truly hope for your sake that you're able to move on or maybe whatever it is that is with you moves on from following you. But I don't know that that's going to be the case. Maybe to uh, to find some someone who can help move whatever that is away from you uh, away from you otherwise you may be doing a lot of house hunting in the coming years let's go to another call you're on real ghost stories online okay well I've always had little instances of like lights going off and on and things like that mm-hmm. but uh, here about five six weeks ago um, I was sitting in my office working on the sewing machine and across the room Behind me, my monitor off the top of my desk went crashing onto the floor. Didn't really think any connection until the following weekend when at 3.33, I saw the clock when I woke up, mm-hmm. um, a huge crash just sounded like the house was coming down. I sat up in bed. My little dog had jumped across me and ran out of the room. I sat up in bed, and at the end of my bed is a corner shelf with four shelves on it it was still standing but everything on the shelves was all over the floor my jewel all of my jewelry almost as if like someone had, had taken their arm and just brushed brushed yes. it all off into the floor and the next morning well i couldn't get my i picked it all up kind of scooped it up i uh had to carry my dog back into the bedroom she wouldn't come into the bedroom mm-hmm. so the next morning i was telling my daughter about it and as soon as I finished saying the words, I was standing in the kitchen. Um, I have a double bowl rack stand on top in the middle of the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Came crashing off the side of the refrigerator opposite of me. The whole thing just flew off the top of the refrigerator. You have something that's looking for attention, it sounds like. Definitely. I think so. I went the next day, which was Monday... <laughs> to the church and got some holy oil and holy water Uh and did a complete thorough cleansing in the house because I thought, okay, it's getting destructive Mm -hmm. at trying to tear stuff up and it could get expensive. So I decided, and I haven't had any problems since then. So since you put the holy water around the house, it stopped. Yes, definitely. But like I said, off and on over the years, I've always had little instances, but it's never been anything. Yeah. you know, destructive. That's almost scary where it's it's pushing things like that. I mean, something large could fall on you, you know? Yeah, because that bowl, the double bowl, because it's got two ceramic bowls in it. And it was in the middle. It knocked, just like the monitor, it knocked off stuff in front of it. Wow. All right, thank you for the call. No problem. It's funny when you hear people say, oh, it's, it's a harmless ghost. Well, that may be the case for some ghosts. 
However, when things are causing you harm, it may be something beyond a ghost that is in your house. And that's where it gets really dark and scary. Let's, uh, I want to remind you first, remember to uh, subscribe to our show. Subscribe online at uh, YouTube if you're enjoying this. Uh, click that, sub- that subscribe button so you can uh, get more of these shows. You won't miss any of them. we got all sorts of great stuff coming up. Uh, interviews uh, uh, that are scheduled to happen uh, in the uh, the coming weeks and months. Uh, Christopher Quarantino, Christopher Lutz from the Amityville case. He was uh, one of the children that went through that horrific experience. We'll, we'll hear his story uh, in the coming weeks. So you don't want to miss that, so make sure you do subscribe uh, on our um, YouTube page. Uh, and also at uh, realghoststoriesonline.com. Okay, another call. You are on the air. Um, it was right after my second divorce, probably about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was home by myself. My kids were spending the night elsewhere. And I laid down and started to go to sleep. And I felt somebody climb from the bottom of my bed over the top of me, over my back. That's a pretty distinct feeling. Yes. And I come wide awake, open-eyed, you know, freaking out. And I realized, okay, maybe I was just asleep and dreaming it. Mm-hmm. So I laid back down. I hadn't even got that sleep, and it happened again. I didn't sleep in that room for another week. <laughs> wow. Did it ever happen again? No. Uh, I moved out of the house not too long after that. Was that one of the factors in you deciding to leave? Oh, no, I'm not scared to go. <laughs> even like even one that's bed, trying to crawl but... <laughs> over you in bed? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't want them sleeping in my bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, can, they can habitate, but just not, not sharing the bed. Right. The bedroom is out of, out of the realm. They don't need to be in there. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the call. Thank you. It's always interesting when you hear of a, uh, a spirit or something uh, seemingly attaching itself to an object... It seems to be like there's certain objects that they're attracted to, beds being one of them. I remember an unsolved mystery case uh, back in the 80s watching that show where it was uh, so spirits uh, attaching themselves or something attaching itself uh, to a bunk bed in Horicon, Wisconsin. I don't know if anyone remembers that. You can probably YouTube it and find the story. But I remember watching that story as a kid on Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack hosting and just being completely freaked out. And as someone who lives very close to Horicon, Wisconsin, when I was a child, it was, it was even more disturbing, uh, but uh, a good ghost story. Love those old ones. Love those old Unsolved Mysteries ghosts additions. Those are always good. Let's go to another, another uh, call here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Hi, you're on the I uh, go to my local watering hole and drink a beer with a few friends every so often, sometimes different ones. And every so often we'll be sitting there and there'll be some bar stools like between us, you know, in the middle of the bar. And all of a sudden... Uh, Somebody will walk by or somebody will just open a door or, or for no reason, one or two of them will just fall over and they always look like what's going on and I always tell them that that's my little friend Roxy that passed away a few years ago because she's upset because she can't have a beer with us. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's one you want to tell on the radio, but that, that, that's a true story. It's happened in several different locations. So I guess she's still following me around let me know. So Maybe she is. She might be at that. I just want to let you know that. Short but sweet story. Interesting how that, uh, that that can work with friends still wanting to hang out and have a beverage. I wonder if there's anything you can do in ghost world if uh, you're, you're able to consume anything. Because they say a lot of spirits don't realize that they're gone. So it, I would think part of not realizing, realizing that you're gone is you were able to consume things and kind of go about your daily business. Uh, although, what, uh, what, what does it take to, to make you realize, hey... 
no one's no one's paying any attention to me. What's going on here? Let's go to another call. Hi, you're on Real Ghost Stories Online.com. This morning at 5.30 a.m. This is a very current ghost story. Oh, yeah. My husband passed away November 13th of last year in my house in my bedroom. Okay. Me and my granddaughter, my six-year-old granddaughter, were sleeping. My dog started whining at 5.30, and I told her to shut up and lay down. Mm -hmm. My granddaughter started patting me on the shoulder. So I thought one of my puppies was on the bed, and I hollered, get down. And she said, no, Grandma, the TV. And I said, I looked set up and I looked at the TV and my my TV was changing channels on its own and I got my remote, tried to turn it off, it would not shut off, mm-hmm. got up and it's one of those new TVs that you can touch on the TV screen and yeah. it shuts it off, yeah. still wouldn't shut off. Changed the batteries in my remote, still wouldn't shut off. I had to unplug it. I'm hoping you're telling me that it went off when you unplugged it. Yeah, I okay. think it was my husband's way of telling me happy Halloween because he <laughs> used to sit on the porch every Halloween in a costume. So it was a, a holiday that he thoroughly enjoyed. Yes. Well, that's that's sweet. That that's cool. Ho- but, hopefully, he, mm-hmm. he can come back on future Halloweens as well and, and play some little tricks on you. I don't know. It scared the heck out of me. <laughs> but, but if it was him, that that is kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you for the call. I sense some hesitation there. I'm wondering, maybe she wasn't such a fan of her husband uh, making a return visit. Although, once you do make your peace with uh, with, uh, with a loved one passing, eh, maybe it is just best at some point to, to let that person just pass on. And I don't, I don't know how comfortable I would be with that, with, uh, with a loved one showing back up. For, for a little while, you know, I could see that being comforting, but at some point, you just kind of go, I want you to be in a better place. I hate to think about someone stuck somewhere between unless that somewhere between is it that's where you go i don't know none of us really do for sure let's go to another call hi you're on the air uh i was uh, in college i was living in minnesota and uh my fraternity house my my room was in uh, the basement so the house itself was a really old farmhouse mm-hmm. uh that eventually had been enveloped by the city um i i woke up one morning uh, well, early in the morning, like 3 or 4 a.m., and I went out to the hall uh, to go to the bathroom, and there was this, this dark silhouette of the woman. Um, and I called out, nothing answered, and the figure, like, turned, walked into the bathroom, and as I followed it, uh, when I went into the bathroom, there was nothing there. And just eerie feeling. I don't think I slept downstairs. I think I slept upstairs on the couch for like a week after that. <laughs> Did anyone else in the fraternity see anything in that house as well? Um, there's been a lot of weird noises and creaks and cracks when we mm-hmm. knew nobody was in certain areas of the house. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm the only one that saw that. So when you left the house, were you relieved? Oh, oh definitely. When I moved out, <laughs> uh, not not uh, not a fan of the ghosts. Especially if the ghosts participated in some sort of hazing rituals. That could get that could get just very messy and bizarre and scary. <laughs> Let's go to another call. Hi, you're on there. So I lived in a little like log cabin house with hardwood floors. Okay. And I had a, a a laundry basket in the living room full of toys for my grandchildren. And my youngest daughter had gone shopping at the Salvation Army store and picked up a few toys to put in the basket for the grandkids. And 
one night I'm laying in bed and the kids had played one of the toys was a little electronic banjo you know with the batteries in it sure. and it played like three tunes I was laying in bed one night at about 2 o'clock in the morning and that thing went off in there in the living room and it was pay, playing like the theme from oh god that horrible movie from the 70s and I can't remember which what one <laughs> oh gosh the the bad one sure, okay. and and Foggy Mountain Breakdown it was playing all kinds of stuff and I started to get up and I couldn't get out of bed I felt like I was being held down and I got a distinct impression of a man's voice saying let the kid play so I started saying the Lord's Prayer over and over again and about uh Five times after saying the Lord's Prayer, I was able to get up. I went in and got that banjo out of the basket, took it in the kitchen, got out the screwdriver and unscrewed it, and it was going the whole time. I was just scared to death, but I took the batteries out and it stopped. I went back into the living room and moved the basket around, and under I had a hardwood oak floors, and right underneath the basket, that floor was ice cold. I mean, cold, cold, cold. It was during the summertime. So I called my sister up, and her and her teenage son came over and they I said I've got to get a witness to this please come and she felt the floor and it was still cold when she got there she only lives a few blocks away and I we bagged that thing up in the bottom of a trash bag and took it on out to the curb that night mm. it's always kind of interesting when you get things secondhand you never know what or where they've been I assume it belonged to a little boy that didn't make it is what I'm guessing I don't know but that was that was pretty frightening and I, I became a believer sure. <laughs> that night. Well, I was a skeptic before that but sure. anyway that's right. my ghost story thank you for the call all right something you think about when you uh, get things secondhand especially antique stores secondhand stores and you know the toys or whatever object you're getting is old you, you just don't know where what or where that um, that object has been around because <laughs> there's some interesting things that could have happened to that object as as safe and as mundane as it may be you never really do know do you let's get another call hi you're on the air okay when we, i first moved in me and my husband first moved into our house we start shortly after we moved in we noticed strange things started to happen first uh, in the middle of the night our lights would come on we thought at that time that it was our young daughter that was getting up in the middle of the night but when we asked her she said she hadn't been doing it then we started to notice that our uh, lights would come on uh, at different times you know when we didn't flip the switch mm -hmm. um, uh, we also had uh, uh, our tv would come on uh, you know all by itself um, we, we would have like a garage door open by itself mm -hmm. uh, and uh, one night and, and my husband he was he was kind of skeptical I was always thinking you know there was some kind of spirit or something or and an electrical night, or, or an electrical problem no uh, not, not really because one night we were uh, both playing in bed like I said he had been real skeptical mm -hmm. and all of a sudden uh, something I could feel something pulling on the bottom of the the uh, uh -huh. And then uh, we both all of a sudden started hearing growling noise. And there was a, a, a shelf that was up above our bed. And it had never, we had a plate that was from our anniversary. And it sat there for, you know, quite a while. Everything never moved. Yeah. All of a sudden that thing starts shaking and it flew off the wall. And uh, we started both praying because we're both religious. And after that, it just seemed like the whole uh you know, the whole spirit of the house changed, and it just had a whole different attitude or feeling to the house. 
like it was people before it felt, you know, like there was something there, or something mm-hmm. ominous, especially when we went down the basement. And when you hear something growling at you, that's not usually the sign of uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost. Well, I don't know what it was, but it yeah. was scary. <laughs> it's, you know, scary enough to make us both start, yeah. uh, you know, saying our prayers. Did, did it all calm down after that? Was there any more activity after that night? Well, the only thing is, no, it's calmed down for a lot of years, but then not too long ago, there's an episode where um, I couldn't get my TV to turn back on, so I thought my remote batteries had went dead. Yeah. So I came, uh, that was in the basement, and I came upstairs, and uh, before I even put the batteries in, the TV came on by itself. And then thing, you know, before when the house, you know, we thought the house was haunted, every night in the middle of the night, our radio would come on. And it would be at, at different times, but, so it wasn't like it was, uh, you know, set with the, the alarm to go yeah. off or anything. So every night I would have to get up and turn that thing off, and it was just the eeriest, eeriest feeling. <laughs> and you're still in this house? Yeah, we're still in the house. We figured we just kind of learned to live with it. <laughs> it's like another it uh, us, so. roommate or something. Yeah. All right. Well, thank I don't you. Know. Thank you for your call. Okay. Right, okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. And with that, we wrap up another edition of Real Ghost Stories Online and your calls. If you have a ghost story to share, please do so. Go to our website at realghoststoriesonline.com. Please click on that share your ghost story button, type it out for us. Uh, and if we like it, we may uh, feature it on a future episode. Either we'll read your story or try and get in contact with you. And, uh, have you jump on the phone and share it in your own words. It's always fun to, to share these ghost stories. So, All right, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss more episodes, future episodes of our show. You click that subscribe button at YouTube. And, of course, uh, we have past episodes you can jump into anytime at realghoststoriesonline.com. Check it out. I'm Tony Bruschi. Thank you for listening. <laughs>